Wake up, wake up, ghetto children. It's your cousin, your auntie, your best friend, your homie, Just Be Real. Welcome back for another dope episode of Just Be Real Podcast. None other do I have the one and only Mr. Isaiah Boone here kicking it with me, but enough of me chatting. Let's get real. So I got my homeboy, my nigga, my peoples, my Dell State alum, Zay Boone, which is Isaiah Boone of y'all, Jamel Boone. I don't know what the hell y'all call him, but he's Zay to me, so I don't give a fuck what y'all say. That's who he is to me. But y'all know who he is because y'all seen his pictures out here in these streets. Y'all seen his captures at a moment from Queen Naja to freaking Wale. Y'all seen his work. And if y'all haven't, go to my business page and check that out on Be Real Relations because I definitely reposted that joint because... Those kind of captions and those moments are iconic to the point you have to have the naked eye to be able to capture them in the moment to make them look so effortless. So y'all give love to Zay. Appreciate it. Appreciate the introduction. Um, I love it. I'm proud of you. I'm, let me just start off and kick it off like that. I'm proud of you. Um, oh. We're creating this platform for yourself, um, for other voiceless people um, to, to, to bring their voices to the, to the forefront to elaborate on what people are doing in their lives, um, giving people their roses and their flowers while they can still smell. So I just want to kick it off with just saying I'm proud of you. Thank you for having me on. Um, and I'm already claiming this will be your best episode this season. It is. It is because it's almost close to the season finale, and I like to tie my ends up closely yes. with the real ones. You know what I'm saying? transparent and just real about but even if we don't close out season four you're gonna come through full throttle hard hard like i do for every black male in my life for season five to let them know like we're busting the season premiere open with what it is is what it is but like I said to you before, there's not many black males I can call and say, yo, can I get you on my podcast? Because there's but only very few males, black males, that are actually doing something in the community or in, in life where I can be like, yo, can you be on my podcast? Where it's it's influential. Like, what you do is influential. And there's not many black men that I can be able to have that phone call because, yeah, you're influential, but not in a way that's positive for me to be able to want to promote on my platform. So I got to be selective. And mind you, we got to be five seasons in. And we've only had five males on the podcast in the five seasons. Yeah, we got we to gotta change. I appreciate it. It's crazy. I appreciate it. But I don't, don't want to appreciate it because, like, like it's like a, a it's like a positive and a negative because, like, I want more men to be actually doing Not I might be discredited. I know there's men out there doing it. But just men, you have to learn how to sell yourself, learn how to really – and even for those who aren't selling yourselves, you really got to get out and get it. Like, get out and grind. Um, and do something for yourself, do something for the community. Because um, it's bigger than just yourself. It's bigger than just us. It really um, is. And that's my whole my whole stance on it, even with my business. Like, it took up until I was, what, 20, 26? I would say about 26 years. Why did 26 feel like so long ago, but it really wasn't that long ago, no, yo? I know, right? <laughs> So if y'all don't know, my birthday is August 27th. Zay's birthday is December 27th. So we're literally months apart in the same year. So I can never forget his birthday because it falls on the 27th. Likewise, likewise. Period. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. But yo, I, I definitely, want, definitely want to see more men on this podcast. More men um, tuning into your content. Um, because, like I said, it's necessary. And it's necessary for men, especially black men, 
to um, really change the narrative. That's why I do what I do. I don't do it for anybody, but if I can change the narrative while I'm doing what I am passionate about, then I feel like it's a, it's a double win. But that's a fact, though. You said that you had to change the narrative. I don't think black men think that the narrative that's portrayed for them, they're able to change. Like, my nigga, it's your story. Plot twisted any chance you want to. Don't let society make the story for you from the be middle to from the climax to the end and saying low-key, i.e., you got arrested or you got caught up for drugs or you being a Debbie baby daddy. You can change that narrative and be like, yo, I'm a multi-million, you know, company in the business like yo i'm making you know herbal x y and z or i'm i'm doing you know visuals where i'm providing for our culture to show black excellence and its finest because that's what my skill set allows or i'm a philanthropist where i'm speaking to the youth where that's where my calling is like i feel like you have a chance to change the narrative but you're too afraid to do it so black men just do it so i can have you on my podcast please i beg of you because this is getting trash with just only females yo i be wanting some testosterone on this podcast yo But y'all know I'm not the average female, so it don't count for me. What's that mean? Cause y'all know I have nigga tendencies. I'm the homegirls type homeboy, so my average perspective ain't the average of the average female. Like that's true. That's true. That's true. Cause I've heard both sides and been in rooms on both sectors where I can be like, yeah, that's not what it is. He don't fuck with you not because of that. Cause I know the real reason why, but that's not my business to tell you. But when you talk to him, he'll tell you. So you be giving out free game. I don't give out free game. I just be mindful. And I just take care of what I see. And I'm like, I know the answer to that, but she don't. But that ain't for me to tell her the answer because that's between her and, you know, the other person for them to figure that shit out. Copy. Hey, I just want to, I actually was thinking about it um, when you when you hit me up about the podcast. And I was really thinking about, like, friendship. And I'm looking like, yo, when did I meet that? And I'm looking like, yo, remember we was on a debate team together? And, like, we was on a Parlay, yo, it don't fit. Look, by the way, y'all, it don't. It didn't fit when I got it, so it's not like I feel fat. But it never fit when I got it, cause fucking Robin gave me a small when a bitch asked for a large. So what the fuck is gonna fit on my ass? Shout out, shout out to Robin, yo. Shout out to Robin. Um, Robin yeah. Carr, you're the goat for X Parlay. Facts, like yo, that was really good, and I was my. I think my. I transferred to Go State, so that was like one of the first organizations I even joined. Because I just love debating, and then I got thrown into the fire. But like, Jeff was one of the first people to like welcome me in, um, in her own way. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm glad you said in my own way because I'm not the Norman Welcoming Committee. Yeah, it's not. It's not. She's gonna see. And my thing is, um, me and her, like, she's from New York. I'm from Jersey, but we cut ass. So that's the crack jokes when everyone's calling dozens. Yo, we cut ass. Like, so that's why I say it was in her own way. It's a tri-state thing. It's a tri-state thing. Indeed. But nah, real shit. I forgot I was part. I didn't forget I was part of X Parlay, but I forgot I was the vice president of X Parlay at a point. Like I was the right. VP right. of the debate committee. The first ever black debate committee on Del State's campus was constructed by Robin Carr in 2011, 12. Yeah, probably not. It was eleven. I it was eleven because it was my. It was the year I got. I crossed Delta, so it was two thousand eleven. So I had one year as being a VP, and I'm not gonna say it was the easiest, but it was enough because I I still got the flyer between us and the Sigmas. Remember we debated the Sigmas for their Founders Day. We debated the Sigmas, and listen, when I say it, it it brought nostalgia because I've always wanted to be a freaking a lawyer. It just was it was dope to have other black 
you know, individuals in the same mindset as me that weren't just taking propaganda as what it was portrayed to us on the television and literally researching what was necessary to be able to, do, you know, defend their points. So that's how I met Zay. Ten years? What's that's that's ten years. That's ten years ago. I've known you for ten years. Wild, wild. And there's so much that's transpired in that time frame, but it was always a blessing because I've connected with so many great people at Eze that I keep contact with because you know you might not keep contact with everybody, but those that you're meant to keep are gonna be around. So you know. But like I said on rebuilding bonds, I ain't gonna hold you. I know I keep it real on Just Be Real podcast. Me and Zay had to rebuild this bond for it to get where it's at today for him to be here. So I don't want y'all to think it's Opie and Andy. It was a rebuild of a bond. But if it's meant to be, then the friendship is always going to be That part. Well. There's always going to be reconciliation. My thing is, and my mantra, what I've learned is, if there's always meant for reconciliation, it's always going to be an open table to be able to construct that where your hand is given. No matter if you're able to fold or not, like how they say in goldfish and shit, like, you know what your partner got in spades. So if I'm telling you I got seven books, you're like, oh, no, I got ten. I'm trusting that you got me because you know where we are on that standpoint. And if y'all don't know, spades is a very big thing in HBCU, so that's why I use that analogy because it's important. It's imperative. You can't be no half-ass nigga trying to play spades, my nigga. You can't be on the table. I've been there. I've been there, and I've caught backlash. I've caught backlash for family gathering, Thanksgiving coming up. I got to brush up on my spades, so, um, yeah. But nonetheless, 10 years later, we flourished. Um, It's been a real good bond, and I'm super proud of you, Zay, because... You've taken something that you made as a hobby into something as a passion. And the way you're able to capture black melanin in a, in a photograph is amazing to me because somebody who's not skilled or was, you know, went to school for photography and was self-taught, it's like, damn, black people can really do anything. So I felt like it was imperative to have you on this podcast because anybody who from Dell State off rip for me got to be on this podcast because that's my alma mater to show how HBCUs have progressed and cultivated such greatness in the process of what they had in their original stigma and their mission statement to creating an HBCU. But to also have those who I've literally grown and watched where they came from, like where the, how it started to how it's going type situation. I feel like you're a prime example of to how it started to how it's going. Like, Cause I've known you, like you said, ten years. So I've been through all the different changes of life in the process. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have, you have. You see me grow. You really see me mature. Um, like you said, just from me transferring to Dell State, um, and then like your time in Delaware and just us just growing as professionals. Um, it's been great. I can truly say it's been great, and um, I cherish friendship. I really do cherish friendship. So, like I said, I'm glad that, that I'm glad that we ten years. Me too. Because anyone know how I know you like me? For real, you love me? Because if I leave your ass alone and you come back, that's how I know. If you want to try to reconcile what the fuck happened, that's how I know. Because nine times out of ten, I'd be like, I don't care. And if I'm able to leave you to the wayside and never think about you again, I'm like, nah. Zay was my man's. A hundred grand's. And then we got the mutual friend, which is Candace, which is his best friend. And my Virgo sister. There's no way you can come between that. There's no way you can come between that. When Candace speaks, I listen, and I'm like, you know what, Candace? I'm gonna. She was like, whatever it is, it couldn't be that deep. Just go ahead and talk to him, and I'm like, you know what, Candace? Because I love you. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta get Candace on here. I feel like I feel like you gotta get Candace on here. Candace is supposed to been on here, Bro. like three seasons ago. Yeah, she, you know she a nurse. She got a lot. Of I know she be Candace, she be out here. I'm throwing, I'm throwing a rock. <laughs> 
Candace, you heard that? You've been caught. Show out. Let's go, Candy. Candy Cakes. Candy Cakes, you heard? Your best friend and your Virgo sister said, bring that ass over here, girl. Yep. Yep, you heard it. Yep. Bring that ass here, girl. But nonetheless, you got me pouring a drink. Hold on, you got me pouring a drink. We got cheers. Oh, we can cheers. We can cheers. We can cheers. Period. So it's crazy because I just posted my episode that I had called "Socially Awkward or Socially Aware," and that was mainly on me talking about the fact of how to use your social media because a lot of people use it where they just they don't understand how they're digesting what is being portrayed for them on social media because you're taking what's given to you, not trying to do the research behind it, what's being presented. Wow. And they take it as a factual thing as opposed to researching what's being presented. As for me, as being socially aware is you're going to research. Just because you said it don't mean it's facts. It just means that's your fact. That's your truth. Doesn't mean it's the truth. It just means it's your truth. So I had to do that with the follow-up bonus for Amanda Seals, which y'all know as I love and adore, which my homeboy Zay caught me on the live with my girl last Friday. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, it's crazy because I was just on Instagram trolling and I see you popped up. And my thing is I like to see I, I like to see people who don't do lives. Oh, yeah, because you know I don't do no fucking lives. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like, I'm 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 like, i if you don't mean it, it's like she's a great person. But you know her personality off camera is way different than her. Then the character, yeah, Tiffany Dubois and Amanda Seals are two different people, which exactly. I was trying to emphasize for people for them to know the difference. Exactly, and then my thing is how she, how even her look on on. She wears her natural hair at all times. Exactly. So my thing is for the longest, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But yo, shout out to you. Shout out to her. And and, and I'm glad I had an opportunity to just see you in your element. See you joyful seeing you happy meeting somebody that you that that she that's your, your that's how you know he my nigga y'all that's how you know he my nigga and he know me know me because anybody who knows me knows me knows how long and how deep my love is for the seals because the seals keeps it real and because I'm an acquired taste myself where I don't make it where a lot of people like me and I don't give a fuck but don't disrespect me to my face which is a prized possession. You don't got to fucking like me, but you respect me enough to not disrespect me in my face. And you might not agree with what I say, but you acknowledge what I say and how I say it. Because even one of my exes, who I made the episode by girl, one of my exes, when I had the audacity to text me, asked me, was I talking about her in my episode? I'm like, bitch, why do you even listen? Because you don't even like nothing. So you're a thought, which shows that niggas really do listen and watch my shit, but don't let me know they listen and watch my shit. When my ex-girlfriend was hopping on my shit, asking me questions in my fucking text message, I'm like, you got gall, because girl, I don't talk to, we're not friends. That's negative energy. You gotta, you gotta. But my point is, the fact is that it's not even negative energy. To me, I reverse it as you're still watching and listening what I'm doing when I'm not watching you. Which therefore means I'm doing what I need to be done because I'm reaching audiences that shouldn't be reached because you're not in my repertoire. Facts. Facts. So, which is why y'all know how I feel about the seals. There's no Amanda slander. 
on this podcast or this page because Amanda to me is that y'all don't like the messenger, but she's giving the message that y'all want to coax to digest for y'all egos and y'all can SMD politely and go about your business. That's real New York. That's real New York. <laughs> but for me, it's different because Amanda's had literally been the spokesperson for a lot of black girls like me who got she talks too much in class or she gives too much of her opinion. Like like Amanda, I was always the girl who was excelled. Like I accelerated in my classes. Like in second grade, I was able to do fucking college calculus. I had to took a, I had to take an aptitude test to be wow. considered for wings, which is wings is the white person's way of saying gifted and talented students. And I was the only black person that was able to be able to be on the same level as these other white kids and be put in wings where I was able to do calculus in the second grade. And my mom was like, we're not skipping her grade. We want her to go through the proper stages of life for her to not feel like she missed out on nothing. And I, Jackie, shout out to you, Jackie. How did the mom do? Shout out to you, Jackie, for not making me skip a grade, even though I had the opportunity to skip two. Because of me being able to do calculus in second grade is because she was like, I want her to grow with her peers. And I feel like if she doesn't grow with her peers and those who are like who look like her, she's gonna miss out on the opportunity to understand her real true blackness. And she ain't lie, because when I went to a HBCU to appreciate it even more to go to Dell State, Delaware State College, aka Delaware State University, 1891, know us 125 years. Don't fucking get it twisted. You better know, you better know who the fuck we are and how the fuck we do it. But nonetheless, like, I, I cherish my mother for that because I was always above my friends. But because a lot of my friends lived in the projects or weren't as talented as me to be in AP Honors or AP Spanish or, like, all those classes I was in, I didn't dumb myself down to be with them. But I didn't, you know, limit myself either because I knew my ability. So if I can get college credits in high school, I'm going to fucking get some college credits in EP, EP English. AP English, run me. AP Spanish, run me because that's free credits I don't have to work for. And literally pay for it in college, which is a less of an expense in my mind because I was trying to be an accountant. So I'm looking at it like that. But it was a privilege because it let me know that my mom let me know I wasn't extraordinary. Given there were Oreos in my class ring, yes, who didn't know black culture weren't in touch with the streets outside of their academics. But my mom made sure that I had a balance between both. Like, girl, you're going to be in the community and you're going to be in these books. Like, make a choice. And you're going to be in these sports. Like, I'll make sure you're a well-rounded individual. So, Jackie, you, I salute you, Jackie. For doing that, Jackie, because I wouldn't have this podcast if I didn't know how to articulate myself. Facts. Shout out to Mount Duke, man. Shout out to your mom. Your mom's great. For real. She all right. But she ain't yeah. that great. Don't gas her. She decent. Don't don't gas her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now, yo, HBCU, yo, real talk. Even for um, HBCU, like my journey to HBCU was um, my father went to HBCU. A lot of men in my a lot of men in my family. Where your dad go? Virginia State. Virginia State. Ah, Trojan Lifestyles. <laughs> and I said that Trojan Lifestyles, but he know what I meant. That's why he laughed. He know what I meant. Trojan Lifestyles. <laughs> yeah, so my pop went to Virginia State. Um, a lot of my aunts and my um, other uncles, they went to um, Norfolk State. Um, I believe um, I believe it's Paul, St. Paul. Um, I they had closed down, but I think they just got their accreditation back up. But like, sound like Morris so, Brown. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, I come from a long lineage of people who went to HBCUs, but I had to Same. find my own way. Um, growing up from Jersey, um, originally from Trenton, New Jersey. So, believe it or not, I went to an HBCU kindergarten, and I, it was called. Wait, what? You had an HBCU in kindergarten? What the hell? So, so I call it that because it was pretty much an all-black kindergarten. It was all 
It was ran by black administrators. Um, it was called Little People's College in, in Trenton, New Jersey. That's the it's title in, for me. It's the title, <laughs> Little People's College. Oh. And it's been closed down for, what, decades. But um, We know because you're in your third decade, nigga. So it had to be closed down for decades. The fuck? Yeah, but I don't know when it's closed. I've been back, um, been by the building in Trenton. Um, I think it's over east side, I believe. But yeah, it was Little People's College, and I say it was, it was, it was ran black because you had to learn the Black National Anthem. So that's why I know the Black National Anthem now, and I shout out to them, to like Nick Bob. And I Yo, a man, if you don't know the Black National Anthem, go to Amanda Seals' show. No matter if it's comedy or fucking. Well, fucking smart, funny, black. You gonna learn the black national anthem because the whole fucking all the time you gonna be speaking that fucking black national anthem. If you don't fucking know the black national anthem, like my dog. Nah, so fuck. And so I learned that, and then me subconsciously going through life. Like then I moved to Burlington, New Jersey, which is a suburb. Anybody Burlington County, biggest county in New Jersey, but it's a suburb. Um, moving on up, my 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 father moved us out and for out of Trenton. Um, if you know, you know, and moved to Burlington. Trenton is the trenches. Yeah, I, I, I said the tre- trenches, New Jersey, not Trenton, but trenches, New Jersey is what the yeah, fuck Trenton we call in New York. We call it trenches, New Jersey. We don't call it Trenton. We call it trenches. Nah, dang, I'm hurt now. I'm hurt. But I, and like I said, I'm not one of the people like I'm from there. My family, I still have, my sister still live there. I, my, I still got family who live there, but I get, I would say I was really brought up in Bronx and I'm not one of the people like claim, oh, I'm so, nah, that's not me, uh. But I still got a lot of my family still live there. But me living in the suburbs and me going to um, a predominantly white high school, mm. it, wasn't my, it wasn't for my parents instilling those black values in me. That say that, that good moral, say that, that shit, moral, say that um, shit. And like I've been celebrating Juneteenth even before it was popular. That part, say that shit for the niggas in the back who didn't hear you because. I literally was celebrating Juneteenth in high school when I was part of the Black Scholars, and I was literally wearing shirts that said 05, 06, 07, Black hey. Scholars for Juneteenth. Like, I've been in this shit. It's not new to this. I'm true to this. Facts, facts. So, and, and, and even in that, like I said, I, I shout out to my parents because, um, like I said, they instilled those goals, those, those, those Black household values in me. So, when it was time for me to look at college, and I can say I was, my God was counseling, and I don't really care. They didn't really be... Shit, honestly. What can they fucking do? Because a majority of guidance counselors, not trying to cut Zay off, majority of guidance counselors in New York are white. Whether it be female, because a lot of females are in the guidance counselor area because in, in, in white society, oh, that's where a woman belongs to be able to coax and deal with emotions as opposed to a male. So not many male guidance counselors are actually there. So imagine having guidance counselors who are not even, not, not your skin tone, which is being black male, but they're white males. Therefore, they have their own oppression and stigmatism as to what the hell they're supposed to be because in their minds, it's supposed to be coked as the woman stays in the kitchen, does the household livelihood as opposed to not having an out, uh, outside outlet outside of themselves and then being taught in a society where it's like you're literally a target on your, on your own fucking back and they're not telling you. Like, that shit is crazy. But it's, and, and it's, even this story is going to, like, the fact you just said that, it's going to definitely come full circle. Um, so, like I said, my guidance counselor really wasn't, and this is high school, they really wasn't what I needed them to be. I have a couple favorite teachers growing up, but, um, so I ended up doing community, I ended up going to community college straight out of high school for two years, um, and then transferring. But I, I was going to commit to Virginia State. I was so gung-ho about Virginia Yo, my nigga, I would have never known Zay was a transfer because that nigga was in the mix like he was there. Yeah, that nigga know, was there, and the he was there for the ambiance. Y'all, but no, but I get it. 
so I would say Virginia State and Clark, Clark Atlanta was like my dream school. That was my dream school. Spelman was mine. Spelman was mine. My mom was like, I can't afford it. So you got to go to Dell State. I was like, raggedy Dell State to Spelman? Are you dead ass? So I didn't really, so only, so like I said, I didn't only. No tea, no shade. I still love you, Dell State. But I wanted to be a, I want, I want to be a Spelmanite because my cousin was a Spelman. I want to be a, the elite of the elite. And I mean, if I could do, I mean, shout out to Dell State, but it's like, if I could do it, if I had a choice and money was an option, I'd definitely go to Morehouse. I, I love the bond. That my nigga, I would have been with you at Spelman. It would have been Spellhouse type vibes, my guy. It would have been Spellhouse vibes. It wouldn't have been Spellhouse vibes because I would have on some type of vibe like, yo, Zay, where you at? What you about to do? Period. Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. But more, like, even like I said, my, my whole structure was like, yo, go to Virginia State. I want to follow after my father's footsteps. My father is one of my, my biggest role models. So I'm like, yo, I want to go. And I was, always, I guess, growing up, I was always in Virginia. Um, So I wanted to go to Virginia State. I went there for a college tour. My family, we all drove down. I realized that I could not come home on a, on a job of a dime when I wanted to. So I said, nope, I need to go somewhere closer. I got accepted to a lot of Jersey schools like Kane, Rutgers, all them good, like a lot of good schools. But I was like, I need to go to HBCU. I need, once I stepped on the front of eight, once I stepped on um, HBCU campus, and then I saw Drumline. Drumline, and I shout out to Nick Cannon, shout out to Drumline, because Drumline really, watching that, and I still, that's still my favorite movie to this day, it really, Made me want to go to HBCU once I saw that movie. School so, days would yeah. made me go to HBC, want to go to HBCU. That too, that too. So School was, days was it for me. I was looking at Lincoln. I was looking at Cheney. No offense to them, Lincoln. And shout out to Lincoln because we have this one home girl. Her name is Raya, and she's so gung ho to know that Lincoln U was the first Lincoln and <laughs> the HBCU in Pennsylvania in the middle of West Bubble Fuck. So we're giving y'all accreditation now, Raya, so don't say shit else because they're showing you love. Shout out, shout out, shout out Raya, man. Therefore, you can be the first in being the first HBCU, but we're the first HBCU to acquire PWI. So talk to me about that. Ah, okay, I'm done. Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, casually. It's a lot of history, but yeah, HBC was always my my choice. Even though I was at a transfer, I was um, at community college, always... Um, one of HBCU, and I even had a professor. She was a young professor there who went to Morgan. So she would. I used to go to her class a little early. She'll tell me about like HBCU, her her experience at Morgan and whatnot. But like I said, Del, as Jess just said, I was mixy. I guess my freshman. Oh, I never said you was mixy. You use the sky's own words. I just said you knew a lot of people. So so my thing is. In, in, in AKA Mixy because he was Mixy as fuck, but I was not trying to put him out there. I just said he knew a lot of people. That's why I said what the fuck I said when I fucking said it. But I will say, going to Del State, I really wanted to make a name for myself because, and I really wanted to get some foundation as a black man going to HBCU. So I give it, I give a lot of credit to um, Men of Color Alliance at Del State ex Parlay. Um, I give a lot of credit ex Parlay. Robin, yes, shout yes, out to you. The, a lot of the guys, a lot of my guys that I'm still cool with, a lot of guys that have made me the man I am today by attending Delaware State University. Um, and I just want to show love to them, and I want to give them the flowers, give Del State the flowers too, because. And if more of y'all are doing progressive shit, aka Mister, I'm not gonna shout out your handle, but you know it starts with a D R A P H. You know, after that part, it, your real name starts with a K. Oh. And you're an alpha. 
I'm waiting for you to make your presence known over here outside of social media for you to get ahead and get some tra traction on that part. Are you familiar with my daddy? That's good. I'm, I've been familiar. That's how the fuck I helped found him to fucking follow because he was for the for the community. But I'm not going to, but y'all over here probably like, what the fuck is she talking about? They know who I'm talking about. And they know who I'm talking about because I'm talking about them without on the airwaves. But they know exactly what I'm talking about, what they've done, because I've been mindful to be watching where I'm silent, but I know what they're doing. Beast is like, yo, if you want to call, just say, yo, yo, I'm here. Shout out, shout out to my guy. Kyle. Shout out to Kyle Shepard. We know what your name is, nigga. Now we're going to put you out there because you over here trying to be incognito. Shout out to Kyle Shepard. My big Kyle, that's my that's my bro, man. Me and Kyle been through. That's like that like Kyle, one of my long 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 Delta State college friends, and me and Kyle been through some shit. But that's really my guy. When I say a man for the people, but brothers go through shit, bro. Facts. Brothers go through shit. A man for his community, a man for 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 the people. Um. And, and Kyle's really about the community. That's not no bullshit. Like, whatever he's telling y'all, not trying to say that because I'm trying to hold bar because I know who the, you know, the guest is. Kyle really upholds to his fucking word because why I follow Kyle. And me and Kyle watch what each other does on his own prerogative, like Bobby Brown type shit. And this nigga really be out here for, for Delaware trying to em enhance and better it as the best of his ability, trying to give where he can contribute. So, Kyle, shout out to you, though, bro. Yeah, this, even though even though it's my episode, I'm gonna shout out Kyle again. He got something going on right now. Nah, no matter what episode it is for me, I always shout out what's what's needed to be shouted out because when it comes to Dell State, I'm very big on that shit because that's my that's home. When it comes to a black male, it's big even bigger because I don't have males that I can be able to bring on this podcast to talk how they feel because a lot of their perspective is not given, nor is there a platform available for them to be able to speak their lies or speak their truths. So I'm that's why I'm here. Like, if I have my podcast episode, yeah, I have my podcast and I have my platform and I'm a black female, yes. But they're also because I'm a black female and nor black females are known to talk. But when it comes to a black male, I want to give y'all the veil the same opportunity to do the same damn thing. Where you don't feel like you have to literally subside yourself to be freaking in a pigeonhole to feel like I got to be quiet and like be secretly selective of how I express myself. So we're going to show love to Kyle. We're going to give Kyle his flowers because Kyle's doing what is known to be done as an alpha man, literally as an alpha man, doing what's necessary to oblige and uphold the community. So Kyle, we salute you, bro. We salute you. We salute you. And I salute you personally on my own podcast because, again, I don't know who the fuck listens to what, but I always try to make sure that when it comes to my home, which is the Hornet territory, I'm always showing love at all times. So if niggas try to talk some shit, come back to this podcast and tell me what the fuck it really is. Because my love for niggas come before that whole fame shit. I fuck with you before your name was known. I fuck with you because I seen what you were doing for the community, for the culture, and it mattered to me that I wanted you to express how you personally felt in your opinion about the whole whole situation going on. So, Kyle, shout out to you. Do what you do, my brother. Indeed, indeed. It takes a real man to literally sacrifice himself to be for the community and do it unapologetically. So you a true goat in this situation. So let's get into let's let, uh, instead of talking about other people, let's talk about who we got on this podcast. Let's talk about Zay. Okay, let's talk about Zay. So who is Zay and how does Zay differ from Isaiah? Mm, that's a good question. So Isaiah 
they they very close. They're very close knit. Um, I was, let's start with Isaiah. Isaiah is um very professional. Isaiah, not saying Zay isn't, but Isaiah. When you meet Isaiah, Isaiah is very professional, um, upstanding. He's a, he's a he's a really straightforward guy. Um, Zay is the creative the creative side. Zay comes out mm-hmm. when he's doing photography, when he's designing merchandise, when he's writing, when he's doing writing books, when he's doing poetry, when he's doing stuff like that. That's who Zay is. If if I had to say, so Isaiah is a professional. My nine to five, but then Zay is like the creative, creative side. All right, so given that you're saying Zay is the creative side, because you know Jess is my creative side, because mm-hmm. Jessica's for a lot of y'all motherfuckers who don't know me. I might just call me Jessica, and I'm like, bitch, you can call me Jess, but you don't know you can call me Jess. Just like I can't call you man, because that's some personal type vibes. Um, you're a proud alum of DSU, and being a black man who graduated from HBCU, how do you, how was your transition into the world once leaving the institution where your voice was always heard? Because I feel like it's different. Because you say that you're Zay, but Zay would always get heard at, at Adult State as opposed to Zay getting heard at Wilmington. Is a difference? It's a differentiation of where your 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 voice matters, and there's a value in who you are and who you speak and how you're able to articulate yourself. So how does that vary? So it varies, um, and, I'll, and I'll use an example. Fresh out of college, um, I was afforded a good position working with a um, 3PL logistics firm out of Center City, Philadelphia. So that's why I, I give it to God to be able to have a, a, a career straight out of college, because some don't, some really don't, so I, I thank God for that. Um, but I was literally maybe one of five, maybe one of four, one of five black men in the office of, I would say, about 45 or 50 people. Mm. So, and mind you, this is in Philly. Like, it's a, it was a great job. I it was a great job. But I realized that I had to code switch. Like, that's one thing you taught. Code switching is the motherfucking key to open the doors in corporate America, man. They don't understand me, man. Corporate America. And I, and I realized I had to code switch. And realizing that everybody didn't have the same college experience as me. Um, a lot of them went to like big name schools. Don't worry, Dallas State's a big name school, no matter what. But they went, to Pitt. they went to Pitt, Penn State, um, UD Temple. A lot of these well known schools that we all heard of. And it was myself went to myself went to Dell State. Another guy went to Morgan. Um, somebody went to Bowie, and I think one person went to Lincoln. So by you saying all these HBCUs, do you feel that graduating from HBCU is undermined by others who don't attend to one because they literally try to categorize it as something that is of a lesser value on the totem pole as elite as it is and real, you know, real aspects and propaganda of life? Like, be going to an HBCU as a black person, I feel is a flex. The biggest flex known to fucking man and real shit. So my thing, so I agree. So it, it is. I can truly say that I've during certain encounters from when I graduated to now, I've definitely had some 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 people, even if they said it verbally or through their mannerism or facial expression, when you say, oh, oh, I attended, I graduated from boom, 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 this HBCU. You heard what he said? Y'all heard what he said? Nick was like, oh, you went to Dell State? No, I graduated. And Nick was like, oh, you trying to be bougie, trying to say that shit? No. Give me the proper accreditation because my loans say otherwise, bitch. I graduated from Dell State. Yeah. And my student loans say the same fucking thing. Respect it. Yeah, so my thing, so when I said, so I, I do say that, and my thing is, I'm a big HBCU advocate. Anybody I know, no matter if you're black, white, whatever race you are, um, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to show up as an HBCU graduate. So I always 
let them know. And I do it in a polite way. I just, I just correct them. Or if it needs correction. If not, then my, that's not my place to always have to correct somebody. You'll find out when you find out the experience of the HBCU. But even, like, close friends and family, like, who do who during undergrad attend the PWI, and they may make joke, light jokes, oh, you went here. But when they go to HBCU for grad or, or, or transfer to HBCU, they whole mind change. They get that shit. It's a, so, it's a, it's a code switch. It's a, it's literally a code switch. Yeah. As much as people don't want to recognize it, going from an HBCU to a PWI is a code switch. From PWI to HBCU is a code switch. I know personally myself because I got my master's in accounting, and my code switch from what I was used to as Dell State as an HBCU, uh, you know, attendee to a PWI had to be, you know, articulated into a process where they're able to understand. So I agree with yeah. you. But in, in my thing is, we still have rigorous courses there. So it's not like we're getting a break or getting slack. No, I'm just at a place where people actually look like me. They actually care about me. What that part. What is supposed to do? That you part. Know, it's, it's, that's what it's supposed to do. Like, it's, I've had teachers who and professors who, who I can probably still call to this day who actually cared about me. Not saying, I don't know. I never had experience with the PWI. But a lot of people who I hear... They don't really speak highly. Oh, I can, I'm gonna call my professor. Nah, but I can. Hey, you, you might have. You, but you, I can. And I'm not gonna hold y'all to y'all because this how you know it's a controversial topic where I'm really trying to speak my real shit. Had a professor. Her name was Doctor Williamson. And I'm not gonna give her your first name because I want y'all in her fucking inbox trying to talk shit because I'm talking about her on this podcast. Her name was Doctor Williamson. She was the only black administrator that literally had about 14 letters behind her name. CPA, CSE, like literally that, that type of female, which is what white women acquire, but she acquired her own as a black woman. Dr. Williamson was an AKA. The only time I have real respect for AKA is because she was the one that really made a difference. Not shading any other AKA, but I've never seen an AKA who was really about what she spoke and literally made sure that she was implemented in what she was doing because if it wasn't for my junior year where I needed help with cost accounting and her stepping up to be who she was, I would have never obliged her word to be as giving back to the community to uplift as we climb to be a real true source. So to have Dr. Williamson a black Female accounting with literally 14 letters behind her name be willing to invest in me as a black undergrad pursuit to graduate was real for me because how many black women accounting do you see? Not just at HBCU, but in life. That's willing to advocate for you and make sure you understand the process of what you're learning. Not on the level of spectrum of, yeah, you learned it and you passed, but learning and understanding to understand the grasp of accountability is that if somebody offers you a job, you know what you're doing. Dr. Joan Williamson, you're the freaking GOAT. I know you got I know you freaking retired in 2012, but Joan Williamson of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated is the freaking GOAT and I love you to death because without you there would be no me to this day in my career to be able to have my own livelihood if you wouldn't have taught me cost accounting. So I salute you, Queen. Shout out to her. Shout out to I her. salute what, you, Queen. What word you said that was important was advocate. Um, and I feel like that's a great word when you're speaking of HBCUs is advocacy and advocacy for when you're at HBCU advocacy for the community around that HBCU, but advocacy for the students that attend and graduate from there, um, just as um, she did for you um, and others like such as my 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 um, my chair Dr. Edwards at um, Del at Del State. Dr. Edwards, she's my soror. I freaking love you. I don't know you personally, but the times you've interacted with my other LSs who were a part of your your community, 
it still was nothing but love. It was never shade. So like Doctor yeah. Edwards, you a real one. But one thing I one thing I want to say is I feel like every HBCU graduate is tasked with just upholding the values of their HBCU on their back. That's a given. That's a given. Like HBCU culture is so influential. Like you can't downsize it. It can't be digestible. Like it's not for the coax your egos of what the hell y'all want to be befitting to you. So that's just me though. That's I agree. Because I feel like in black culture, HBCUs are really representation of what we weren't given. They didn't want us to read. They didn't want us to write. So to have an institution, whether it be a college before it became a university, that's a privilege. Be able to know the year where your co- your your institution became a college to a university because that wasn't common in black culture. You have places like Morris Brown College who are literally considered it's still a college and they're not university worldwide state known. Like and it's been years. Years. So I like I feel like it's important. So like studying at Dell State, what was your major? What was your major? Like what was your goal to be like when I leave here, this is what I want to do? Alright, so it's funny, my major was um I was a mass comm major with a minor in marketing. Um and I never really had a like I had a I guess I had a plan, but it wasn't like a concrete plan. I'm a type of person. I knew God was. I, I give it everything to God. I knew God was gonna order my steps. Time out. So I knew I Time was. out. Before he continue, Zay for me is not the average nigga. He far from the average nigga. His mindset has always been excelled. I feel in some Malcolm X, like by any means necessary. You're talking in the now. I'm talking in like five years from now. Like it's always been a set goal where it's long term rather than short term. Not many men think like that. So with Zay, I feel like with him it was long term. So when he got debonair visuals, it was a long term asset rather than a you know temporary gain. It was something he invested himself in. So before he talk his shit, Zay not your average nigga. Period. Okay, continue. Appreciate that. So, um, my all right, yeah, so you asked me my major. So, like I said, mass comm, minor in business marketing. But going, leading into graduation, I never fully knew what I wanted to do. Like, I knew because I, I was in education. Like, I, I've had I had plenty of jobs. I wouldn't say plenty, but I did an internship. Um, it was surrounded by education. But I also did actually three internships in my major. So I was really a go-getter. That's one thing I've always been as a go-getter. I've been a grinder. I've always That's because you're from the tri-state, my nigga. We're all go-getters. We're hustlers. I'm a hustler. I'm, I'm a hustler, homie. That's a fact. Shout out to Capricorns, too, because I, I feel like Capricorns are very driven. So I'm a Capricorn myself. So I'm That's an earth sign shit. I'll agree with him with the earth sign shit because I'm a Virgo. But all Capricorns are not driven. But earth sign shit, I will say you are driven because I'm driven. Appreciate that. Yeah, so ever since I was in college, I was very driven, always knew to make connections and really um, stand on my reputation and my, my name and my last name at that. So I knew mm. I was because I was always a Wait, baby. pause, 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 pause. We can't just let you continue. On your last name, you said that you knew that it was driven, that you were driven off not just my name, but my last name. Elaborate on that because... Niggas, a lot of don't know it's not your this not your name, but it's your last name it's, that you abide to. Like for me, Shoulders is my last name, but there's so many other people that have that last name that I'm living on their backbone. I got to be able to attribute what they was able to sum from the bonds that they broke, giving us a white man's last name to show that exhilarance and black excellency was acquired. Like elaborate. So when I said that, it's just like 
pretty much you you kind of elaborate on it. It's just I don't want to. I don't work for my first name. I work for my last name, and just knowing the lineage. Ooh, you know, y'all heard him. He don't work for his first name. He worked for his last. You know how many Isaiahs are in this world? Because I have a nephew named Isaiah, and he's not that articulate. So you're working for your last. <laughs> yeah. So my thing is, I, I, I work for my last name. So even like I said in college, I, I was always. I, I don't even call it mixing. I take that back early. I said I was mixing. I was just well aware of my environment and knew how to mm. um, make my maneuver. And I know how to see. Yeah, I know how to maneuver perfect. I know how to maneuver. I know how to sell myself. So I and like I said, I'm I'm a believer. So I gave it the I've been gave it to God because at first I definitely didn't have a plan. So I said, since I don't have a plan, I'm gonna give it to the man who created me to create a plan for me. So like I said, had a, I had a great um, job working for a logistics company straight out of college. Boom, I didn't really think that was for me. And I worked there probably like nine months. And it afforded me a great opportunity to know about corporate America, know like how to create partnerships um, and, and, and make connections. Networking. Networking is exactly. what you learn. Exactly, networking. But I, I got, I, I technically quit, got laid off from that job. You sound like me, nigga. Make a decision. Which one is it? God damn. And I, and I say that because the day I was going to, Nah. The day that my site, my, my, my satellite manager called me. But I'm glad you said that. What's up? That you said laid off slash terminated. Cause this yeah, is a secret. Yeah. It's a secret I've been holding from the fan band for the longest. But my manager tried to terminate me off the strength of me using my resources like white people do because you weren't giving me the resources I needed to do my job adequately. Where you're gonna say my work performance is low, but if I don't have the access to the pertain so accesses I need, how the fuck more am I gonna progress if I don't have access to what the fuck I need? But you're mad because I went to HR because I'm not going to let you sit here and fire me. I'm going to go to HR to let them know that it's an issue. If a white female would have done the same fucking thing, it wouldn't have been an issue. But because I'm a black woman, you're going to fucking fire me off that strength. So fuck truest, like I fucking said. Oh, wow. Y'all are trash. I don't care because at this point, like, this is my freedom of speech. Y'all are trash because y'all fired me as the youngest as the fucking only black female on your whole fucking team and the only one who had a master's degree out of everybody fucking everybody else that you fucking employed. I'm gonna talk my shit. The EEOC might think my shit is trash, but I know the real true effort of who I am as a black woman and what my value costs. But in my mind, when I did what I did, I'm like to myself, there's another black female that's gonna come after me in this position that's not gonna be valued. And if I don't fucking fight against this shit now, she's gonna be degraded later. Mm. Sometimes you, sometimes you gotta be the catalyst or, or hello say that shit bro say that shit i'm willing to be the catalyst they fired me and i did it with unequivocal acceptance because i'm not gonna let you bullshit me because i'm black and i'm young and i'm educated you're not gonna do that for me because my ancestors fought to be able to read write and be able to be articulate to be able to get to this point to be educated you're not gonna do me like that my grandmother was born in 1920 bro with a fourth grade at fucking education it has stacked to be able to pay for my freshman year of school. You're not going to play me, dog. Nah, she paid too much for me to get where the fuck I am, son. Yeah, so you, it, it, like you said, it, 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 it's bigger than you. So even with that um, job, like I said, my, my, my satellite manager, he called me in his office. And he, he told me, I think I already knew. But it wasn't even like bad blood. It was just like he said, he was like, yo, you're a hard worker, but I don't think this job is, is for you. Which is, and he was a black guy, a tall black guy from University of Pitt. He played rugby, big, big rugby. Woo! Yeah, but but he, <laughs> but he was a good dude. He, he was really like a like like a big 
muscle head dude. But he was he was a really good guy, and he shared that information. He even told me he was like, "Yo, any job you get after this, please put me down as a reference." How many people? And that really that's not people, often. How many, that's not often, especially for a black male. That's not often. Yeah, how many people can let you go, but in the same breath tell you, "Oh, yo, please put me down as a reference because I can I can vouch for your hard work." So even from then, I left there in Philly. Came back, I took a hiatus of three months off um, to really gather myself, end up working, got a job teaching, and, excuse me, um, teaching and back in Delaware, moved back to Delaware, taught at a high school for three academic school years, then end up getting promoted to a school counselor position. Um, talk heavy and speak light, my guy, talk heavy. To a social emotional learning counselor at a middle school here in Wilmington. Um, and then once I worked that up until March when the pandemic hit, literally when the pandemic hit, um, I left because I wasn't really happy. I wasn't really satisfied. It wasn't feeding me at the time. I needed a break. It's, and, and this is a lesson learned. Sometimes you may have a calling, but you may need to take a break from it. Oh, oh, wait a minute. You just, wait a minute. You just dropped a B roll bomb for the fucking people. Say that shit again for the people's name. Say it loud and clear. Because my thing is like, yo, you might have a passion or something. God may cause you. It might be something for this season. But you might need to you might need to take a season off to really get value of what you had. Of and maybe you. You want to know what the crazy shit about that shit is though? Why I'm telling you to say that shit again is because I was on my business page and I was looking at some shit where I had posted on my business page. From my Uncle Roy, shout out to Uncle Royce with his his messy slash loving behind, where he made it clear that sometimes the universe will ask you to be patient, not because they pun they're punishing you, but because it's protecting you from certain en- energies and preparing you for the next stage and trust the time of your life. Have faith in the process. There's a divine order into this. That's why I'm like, ooh, you how you, you was in my uncle's fucking post. Cause you must not know Uncle nah, Royce you know, Morgan. I, I might, I might, I might know. But now nah, it's crazy that you said that because I had um, on my Instagram, my story earlier, I had found a post, and I keep motivational posts. Okay, you better kill it. Pick up. Get the fuck out of here! Cause you drinking with me, guys. Stop doing. Don't do that. But um, the, yeah, I'm playing. But um, but I love the energy on here too. I love, I love the energy. But something I posted today, and it was like, it's a post, and feel free to go um, check it out. It says, be thankful for closed doors, detours, and roadblocks. They protect you from the path and places not meant for you. And... Woo! That's a real... Real life shit, though. Real life shit. I love posting stuff that resonates with me, but also can help somebody else. Because at that point in time, like I said, this is literally when the March, when the pandemic, probably March 14th, um... And I, I completely just left. But God had something for me. I ended up leaving, working for another job. Um, working. Um, I'm not gonna mention the job or whatever. Don't, because niggas will fucking I stalk your fucking alias to make sure they got your time card and your shit at work. I don't work no more, but but yeah. Um, but I, I got a job working there. Um, it was a, it was a great job working with community, working with um community engagement of Newcastle County. Pretty high position. Um, but. I actually just left that um, two, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I just left it. Now, divine um, timing. Exactly. Divine timing. 
speaking of that, and, and even the new job I'm in now, I'm working back in education. Now I'm, not, I'm an administrator um, in this new role. So my thing is like, going from like, the question that you asked me was like, yo, what's your major about the block? But it's like, I never saw this. I never pictured this. I you, Sometimes you have to let go. So let my go. thing is, you never pictured this, even with you being active on campus, you know, how I was as well. You never felt that being in those activities and that environment has helped you mold who you are as a man is today because I feel like them type of that type of interactions are pivotal in your growth as a human being in your adulthood. So I will say, so yes, it has. So one thing I so I, yeah, I never knew where I would be right now. I never like you know some people be like, yo, I want to be a lawyer or I want to be a doctor, or I want to be an engineer. I, I feel like these niggas are saying I want to be a baby daddy outside of you, but a lot of niggas are saying that. Yeah, Cause I want to shoot the club and think that I'm not gonna, I'm gonna hit blank misses. No, nigga, that's not how this works. That, but go that's, ahead. That's not, my, that's, that's not my ministry. We know that's not your ministry. You got too much to account for. You're yeah, not the rest of these fucking niggas. But I will say, those things prepare me for to be successful. Like I knew whatever I was gonna do, I was gonna be successful. Wait a minute, run that, run that, run that shit. The back holiday, run that back holiday. Dell State again prepared you for what? Yeah, for success. Like my thing is when you go to period. My, Period. Period. You know, fucking aid. It, it prepared me for what I need to do to be successful. So it prepared me with the tools. So no matter what job or industry I went in, I can be uh, I can be an asset. So like I said, I stepped away March 14th from education. Now, um, in November, I'm back in education, higher position as an administ- as a, as a um, co-administrator. So. It, 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 it's really come full circle. Like I said, I just let go and let God because I didn't see this. I didn't see this. I, I, I just, I let it go for, to, for him to really bless me. So, um, yeah, like, so I, honestly, I just give it all to God. But my major, Del State, has definitely helped me to be where I am. And what was your major again so the people can know? Mass communications with a minor. Mass, think about it. Mass communications, which means you have to be mass, which means great. Communication means you have to have articulation skills to be able to communicate with other those outside of your own jurisdiction. Right. A lot of people talk shit about mass comm majors, but we all... My shit, I can't talk about mass comm because I don't know what the fuck it entails. My thing is, I'm going to talk shit about what the fuck I know. Accounting is some bullshit. But I can only speak what the fuck I know, but everybody else knows it's some bullshit too because it takes a lot of work, effort, and time to be an accountant. Niggas try to be little and degrade mass communication, but my nigga, I feel like there's so much more that niggas don't understand as that's imperative to it. Shout out to Jamila Mustafa, a Dell State alum that's out here fucking flourishing on BT breaks and etc. Putting our names on the map by just showing love and being who the fuck she is. So Jamila Mustafa, much love to you, Queen. Like real shit. Right. But But um also, but yeah, definitely um like I said, everything just came full circle. So even in my business, and that's why I don't pay anybody. I don't outsource. Well, I don't outsource for marketing and things like that. Because my thing is, I have a degree in it. So my thing is, everything I do now is through my own creativity, my own learning, my own best practices. Everything. I because do it was a prerogative by Bobby Brown for you to learn that shit to know how the fuck is supposed to fucking function. Exactly. The difference with a lot of niggas is they want niggas to do shit, but it's the difference when you know niggas to do shit and know what is how it's supposed to function as opposed to paying niggas to do shit because that's what they're supposed to do. Like, niggas can say they're going to sit here and conduct a, a edit to go ahead and have a commercial for you to say that you're part of a, a you know, a HBCU. 
But whole time when you know what's behind the scenes and what it constructs to have a commercial for HBCU, you know what's implicated in the process. Knowledge literally is power, y'all. Indeed, indeed. Niggas can sell you on a dream that you know shit about. But even though that's where we stopped that ass, y'all keep it posted. We're going to have part two coming for y'all, so y'all stay tuned.